We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oregon football might just have the deepest group of running backs in all of college football. Is that a hot take? We'll discuss that and a whole lot more in this episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Oregon fans, what's going on? How's everybody doing? Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Just in case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, and I cover the Ducks over on Ducks Digest, part of the uh, Sports Illustrated Network, specifically on Fan Nation. And we are back with another Oregon football spring preview episode for you guys today talking about the running backs it's a group that i'm super super excited about and i can't wait to break down the position with spring football starting next week but before we get into today's episode of the ducks dish podcast just a quick favor to ask of you guys make sure you smash that like and subscribe button uh, to help me grow the channel here on youtube at oregon football max Torres. in case you're watching us on youtube appreciate you guys taking some time out of your day to talk some oregon football or if you're listening to us on your podcasting platform of choice, go ahead and share the podcast, five-star reviews, all that good stuff is greatly appreciated. And make sure to leave a comment letting me know your thoughts on Oregon's running back room as we head into spring football on March 16th. That's the first day of practices in Eugene for Dan Lanning and the Oregon Ducks. So the running back position, uh, it's one of the positions with the richest history for Oregon football, right? Um, you have names like D'Anthony Thomas, LaMichael James, Jonathan Stewart, uh, LeGarrette Blunt, Royce Freeman, um, and, and you know, the list goes on, right? And uh, Gary Campbell was one of the long, was the longest tenure running back coach at the University of Oregon. Now that position is being led by Oregon running backs coach Carlos Lachlan, who comes over from Western Kentucky where he spent the 2021 college football season. And what's been really interesting to watch in his approach is just kind of how he's uh, paid homage to, to Gary Campbell. And he he's pretty much said, uh, I want to say when I brought him on a previous episode of the Ducks Dish podcast, go ahead and listen and watch that one if you haven't. It's actually the, the pinned video on my YouTube channel, but when I brought Coach Lachlan on the podcast and talked to him about coaching the running backs and, and getting up to speed in Eugene, he was talking about how Gary Campbell is is really the guy who set the standard at that in that room. And it's the standard that he's striving to meet with his running backs. But it was interesting because while he was very, 
you know, uh, conscious of Campbell and, you know, respectful of what he's done, he's going to do it his own way. Um, and, and I think that that's, that's respectable, right? He came over to Oregon in 2022 and, uh, the Ducks had a pretty, pretty good year on the ground to put it lightly. And with that rich history at the running back position, I think the expectation kind of has been that it should be, I think for Oregon to lead the pack 12 in rushing every year. Uh, they didn't quite pull it off last year. I want to say it was either UCLA or Utah edged them out at the end of the season, but um, they certainly had all the makings to do it last year, and all of their meaningful production is back at the position in 2023. There was a little bit of movement via the transfer portal this offseason. Byron Cardwell, uh, who played a big role at Oregon in 2021 at running back when C.J. Verdell uh, had a serious knee injury. Byron Cardwell has since transferred to Cal, so opting to stay inside the Pac-12 to play his college football. And then you have Sean Dollars, one of the all the top all-purpose backs in the 2019 recruiting class who came over to Oregon. He also battled some injuries. He looked pretty promising, honestly, in my opinion, when, when he did get some touches last year. But he decided to enter the transfer portal as well and uh, is headed to Nevada to play his college football for Ken Wilson. We're seeing Nevada becoming a very trendy transfer portal destination for former Ducks. Also have uh, Jackson LaDuke over there. He's, of course, a Nevada native, so that makes a lot of sense for him. But those are the two guys that Oregon has lost. Uh, but all of the other all of the other meaningful production and the starting running backs from 2022 are back in Eugene for the 2023 season, and it promises to be a good one, especially in the run game. That's because you got guys like Bucky Irving, who are uh, coming back, uh, returning for his junior season at Oregon. And um, I mean, this guy, he he couldn't have been uh, a bigger hit, kind of like I talked about in the last episode with Bo Nix coming over from the transfer portal. Bucky Irving was a, was a dude. Bucky Irving transferred over to Oregon after uh, really shining in a pretty good role uh, over at Minnesota after uh, Ibrahim went down with a, with an uh, with an injury. I want to say that was his name, but uh, Bucky Irving got called on and and uh, really did uh, did his thing for the the Gophers. You know, whether it be running the ball, catching the ball out of the backfield. I think he also got some extensive return work, uh, and he showed that he was capable of impacting the game in, in all three phases as a running back. And um, he he just did awesome in his first year at Oregon. Uh, Going to go through some of his notables, uh, you know, his build, and uh, kind of just talk about what he did last season and why I think he set up for success at Oregon this year as the top returning starting running back. So Bucky Irving, five foot ten, one hundred and ninety four pounds, out of Chicago. Uh, that's what he was listed on the twenty twenty two roster. Couple of accolades he got from the 2022 season, his first season in Eugene with the Ducks. He was named a Coaches Pac-12 All-Conference Honorable Mention. He was named to the Pro Football Focus All-Pac-12 First Team, and he was named the Holiday Bowl Offensive MVP uh, in a 28-27 win. I want to say this, that was the score for Oregon over North Carolina in the Holiday Bowl. 13 carries, 149 yards, and a touchdown. For Bucky Irving in a, a really, really solid performance. Um, but uh, for, for Bucky, he, did he have one touchdown or two? 
I feel maybe I maybe I miswrote that. I'm going to go double check right now just because I'm uh, I'm curious. But but that was like one of his best games of the year. You know, almost 150 rushing yards. He he was really capable of just ripping off big gains on the ground in bunches. And then he also uh, impacted the game through the through the air as a top receiving option for Bo Nix out of the backfield. All right, here we go. I got the numbers up right now. Um, okay, yeah, so 13 carries, 149 rushing yards, and two touchdowns against North Carolina in the Holiday Bowl. Uh, that's what, what Bucky Irving did on the ground. Um, but on the season, 156 carries, uh, 1,058 rushing yards, and five rushing touchdowns, which was the 27th 1,000-yard rushing season in Oregon program history. Uh, so a new guy comes over to Oregon, finds it, carves out a roll, uh, and he just rips off uh, a thousand yards. And uh, you think that he probably could have done even more if he wasn't um, kind of in a one-two punch. I don't even know if I would, I guess you could consider Oregon's backfield uh, a little bit backfield by committee, uh, you know, talking about the, the, um, the dynamic between Bucky Irving and Noah Whittington, who's the other star running back that's coming back for Oregon. But that's what Bucky Irving did on the ground, you know, thousand yard season, and then 31 catches and 299 receiving yards, as well as three receiving touchdowns to boot, uh, also impacting the passing game as well, which is really what you want out of your running back. You want a guy who can be dominant, be assertive on the ground, be a bruiser, be a physical dude, but you don't want him to be limited to that. And then you also want someone that can uh, help out in uh, pass blocking. And I think that pretty much all the running backs in this room can certainly the three returners that we're going to be talking about, but Bucky Irving was just a sensational guy. And I think the thing that really stands out about him is his physicality, even though he's, you know, not a massive dude, not a Derrick Henry style of guy, like another running back. We're going to talk about later on in this episode, 5'10, 194 pounds. But um, he really is kind of the, one of the team's main bruising backs. And I really, really like his running style. And I'll tell you why. It's because the the first defender rarely, rarely brings down Bucky Irving. I think that that's something that he's talked about in previous interviews about a really big point of pride that he takes in his game, not letting that first guy tackle him, uh, being able to have the presence of mind to either juke him or or just run through him. Um, but any time it felt like you were watching this guy last year, it always felt like it was taking more than one guy to, to bring down Bucky Irving because he just runs so, so hard. Um, you know, looking through some of his stats from last year, you know, he had at least 10 carries in all but, uh, in all but two games. That's Georgia and, and Eastern Washington. Um, kind of interesting that he didn't run for more touchdowns, but he was incredibly effective. Um, I'm going to see how many yards per carry he averaged. He averaged uh, 6.78 yards per carry. So this is a guy that uh, is honestly a quarterback's best friend. What's a quarterback's best friend? A solid running game. And that's exactly what Oregon had and should have once again under Bucky Irving. Um, and I think that he has really, really good top end speed. You know, he's a home run hitter. It didn't happen uh, all the time, um, but he did have some, some pretty long runs during the 2022 season. Uh, longest run for him was a 66 yard run against North Carolina also had a gain of 65 on the ground against Colorado. So he enters the spring football season for Oregon as the guy in the running back room. He's, you know, the most proven player uh, at his position. And um, this was a guy that was 
really, really highly coveted out of the transfer portal. You know, Oregon wasn't the only school that was going after Bucky Irving when he was initially in the portal. Uh, I know USC was a school that also really wanted Bucky Irving. Um, and it's, it's cool that he's coming out of Chicago because that's not an area that Oregon has recruited all that heavily uh, in the past. Um, I want to say Marcus Harper is from, is from uh, Chicago, uh, Simeon, uh, I want to say. Uh, but either way, uh, Chicago hasn't been an area that Oregon has recruited super heavily. So cool for Bucky Irving to, to land in Eugene. Um, and he's just a tremendous back. He, he can do a little bit of everything. I don't think there's any glaring weaknesses in, in his game. He definitely cemented himself as one of the best running backs in the Pac-12 and, and certainly nationally. I think he got national respect, you know, because he was playing at a school like Oregon. You know, Minnesota's considered big-time football because they play in the Big Ten, but I don't really think they're in that upper echelon of the Big Ten. And Oregon's definitely in the upper echelon of the Pac-12, and they're a school that, you know, is going to be relevant nationally as long as they keep playing good football, keep recruiting, and, uh, you know, doing that Nike logo proud. So, Bucky Irving is the, the first back that we had to talk about in today's preview of the running back spot because he is the guy. He was sensational, and I think he's going to pick up right where he left off in 2022. Another thing that we have to talk about with the running back position for Oregon football is that there's so much returning production, so many returners in this room, but there is one big change, and that's the offensive line. How much of an impact will that have? Well, we we really don't know. I think that um, you're much more confident answering that question if Adrian Clem is still with Oregon instead of returning to the NFL to coach on the New England Patriots with Bill Belichick. Um, but uh, yeah, not only is the offensive line going to look different, but so is the offensive line coaching staff. You lose Adrian Clem as well as Vianne Talamai-Vau. Got to slow myself down. Vianne Talamai-Vau. He was a GA working with Oregon's offensive line last year, and he was a super under-the-radar uh, coach for Oregon. He got hired away to NAU, Northern Arizona, that is, during the offseason. And then I want to say a little over a week ago or so, he got named Troy Taylor's offensive line coach at Stanford. So he's going to actually be on the other sideline uh, or maybe in the, the, the coach's box when uh, Oregon plays Stanford uh, next year. So that'll be uh, that'll be an interesting little storyline to follow. So Clem and, and Coach Vianney are both gone. Dan Lanning brings in Alik Terry, who was the assistant defensive line coach for the Minnesota Vikings. He was also a GA at Oregon previously, working with the offensive line under Mario Cristobal, Alex Mirabal. Also, uh, definitely has some experience as a recruiter, recruiting guys like Jackson Powers Johnson, who joined Oregon in the 2021 class. And then Dan Lanning also brought in Mike Cavanaugh, a 30-plus year. Uh, offensive line veteran coach who's going to be able to, I think, really mentor and help guide Alik Terry, even though it's his room. So he's going to do his thing his way. But having a guy who's as knowledgeable about the position as Mike Cavanaugh is, is only going to help elevate and accelerate Alik Terry as a coach at Oregon, back in the college ranks and with his own position group. So that's a, I mean, I was already pretty excited about the Alik Terry hire. The Adrian Clem loss is definitely significant. But uh, bringing in a guy who knows Oregon, who knows college football, uh, and then bringing in Mike Cavanaugh to help him is is absolutely a recipe for success. So I'm really excited about the uh, the potential for uh, for success uh, at the offensive line position with the coaches, as well as some of the guys that uh, were brought in along the offensive line, like a Johnny Cornelius and Junior Angelau, and you mix that in. With uh, you combine that with the guys that Oregon has coming back from the 2022 season at the position. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, the next guy that we're going to be talking about in our running back preview is... Noah Whittington. Noah Whittington came over from Western Kentucky with Carlos Lachlan following the 2021 season, and he wasted no time carving out a significant role at Oregon in the backfield alongside Bucky Irving, listed on the 2022 roster at 5'8", 194 pounds, which makes him the smallest, shortest, I should say, running back on Oregon's roster. But boy, does that guy run hard. He does not run like someone that looks like they're 5'8", and that's one thing I love about Noah Whittington. Both Bucky Irving and Noah Whittington, they run the hell out of that ball with so much physicality, and that's what makes them just so effective. Uh, and their their vision, they both have really good vision. I like their cuts. Bucky Irving did it, does a great job staying on his feet. That was another thing that I really liked about his game. Uh, but Noah Whittington, I think he kind of had a little bit of an under-the-radar season compared to, to Bucky Irving. He registered 139 carries for 779 rushing yards and five touchdowns. So they both ran for the same amount of touchdowns. Um, what I thought was interesting is that it was kind of like a backfield like com- by committee, like I had mentioned, uh, but Bucky Irving hit 1,000 yards and he only had 17 more carries than Noah Whittington. So that, that's not that big of a difference uh, in, in numbers, you know, in, in carries and opportunities. So um, I thought that was kind of an interesting note when I looked back uh, back through the stats. But uh, Noah Whittington is is definitely a really quick guy. Both of these guys have home run speed. Noah Whittington might be the fastest guy on this um, on this on in this running back room. I was almost going to say on the team, but I think running back room is better. Another little fun tidbit to add. Um, I don't think it's confirmed just yet, but keep an eye out to see if Noah Whittington maybe runs track in twenty twenty three. I know he's a really speed guy. And um, I know Oregon would love to get that track and football, uh, you know, marriage going again, like they did with, with Anthony Thomas, with Devin Allen, obviously the, the notable names there, Charles Nelson, I think also ran the Michael James also ran. 
So Noah Whittington could be a prime candidate for that. I think he's a super effective guy. Again, maybe he, you think, I think with him, part of the reason I was surprised with how effective he was at Oregon in 2022 is because he came over from Western Kentucky, which is one of the top passing offenses nationally during the 2021 season. So he basically said, you know, just because I'm playing in a good passing offense, I can run that thing. So Noah Whittington did an awesome job. They're both back, uh, which really helps with that consistency, that continuity for Oregon from a personnel standpoint. And uh, the other note that's worth mentioning here is that both of these guys could leave. Bucky Irving and Noah Whittington could leave for the NFL after the 2023 season, which is why it's important for Oregon to continue recruiting the position, which Carlos Laughlin, of course, did in 2023, signing two new backs that we'll talk about, and he's prioritizing it in 2024. The third returning running back that we're going to be talking about today is Jordan James, listed at 5'10", 210 pounds on the 2022 roster. He's a sophomore out of the state of Tennessee who carved out uh, a smaller role, of course, than Noah Whittington and Bucky Irving. Jordan James served primarily as Oregon's short yardage goal line back, but that really you know, worked well for him. He, he did well in that role. 46 carries for 109 sorry, 189, excuse me, rushing yards and five touchdowns on the year. Here's a fun fact. Noah Whittington, not Noah Whittington, excuse me, Jordan James's five rushing touchdowns were the most by an Oregon true freshman running back since Royce Freeman had 18 in 2014. That was, of course, the year that the Ducks went to the uh, inaugural college football playoff and then uh, made it to the national championship with Marcus Mariota, Darren Carrington, Thomas Tyner, a couple other big-time players on that team. But 18 rushing touchdowns by a true freshman is phenomenal. And uh, I don't know when that record's going to be broken or even matched by another Oregon back um, just because the Ducks have always had an embarrassment of riches at the running back position. And that is certainly the case once again in 2023 with these three guys that I've mentioned and then a couple of the other ones that, that joined them in the backfield this season. But uh, Jordan James, I think the thing that was interesting to see for him was kind of how he did when he wasn't being used as a short yardage goal line back. You know, what does it look like when this guy can kind of get out in space? He has some wiggle to his game. He, he definitely has some good speed despite being one of the bigger backs um, on the team. So that's kind of what I'm going to have my eye on with Jordan James in 2023. Does he have kind of the same role or does the does the coaching staff maybe give him uh, a little bit more slack, a little bit more freedom to kind of operate as more of a traditional, potentially every every down running back. So Jordan James was a big time addition late in the 2022 recruiting cycle, was a flip from Georgia late in that cycle, but uh, he got to Oregon and he wasted no time finding the field. And I love to see that with true freshmen. I think that's the direction that Dan Laney is going on the recruiting trail. He's getting more guys that are not playing as freshmen out of necessity, but because they're just too good to keep off the field, because they are pushing veterans for valuable playing time for those snaps. So Jordan James is another guy that should be very interesting to keep an eye on in 2023 as we go through spring football. Two more backs to hit on in this episode of the Ducks Dish podcast as we continue previewing the spring positions for Oregon, we're talking about Dante Dowdell, the six foot two, 210 pound running back from Picayune, Mississippi, Picayune Memorial High School. You know, to put it simply, this is one of the most decorated running backs that Oregon has had in quite a while. You'll remember if you've been watching or Oregon football for a while, following recruiting, the Ducks did sign Trey Benson 
out of, I want to say, Greenville, Mississippi. It was out of the state of Mississippi in the 2020 recruiting class. He had some pretty bad injury luck at Oregon and, and just really didn't get that much of an opportunity. He transferred to Florida State, and now he's viewed as one of, one of the top running backs in the country. So Mississippi knows how to produce some pretty good players, specifically running backs, and Dowdell is a good one. First off, we have to talk about how huge of a recruiting win this was for Carlos Lachlan and the Oregon Ducks recruiting the top running back in the state of Mississippi over the likes of Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Florida State was involved, Arkansas was involved, Alabama got involved at one point. So this is a guy that had a national recruitment without a doubt, and uh, he ended his high school with his high school career, excuse me, with back-to-back state championships, and he was back-to-back MVPs in both of those championship games, and then just to just to sweeten the pot a little bit, he was named Mississippi 5A Mr. Football. So one of the truly best players in his state. And uh, I couldn't watch enough of this guy uh, coming out of high school. I mean, he was just an absolute beast. Um, you know, definitely, definitely uh, likes to model his game after after Derrick Henry. Um, and I think that that's pretty pretty evident if you just watch uh, if you just watch his film. As a bigger back, I think they definitely have a little bit of a similar running style uh, at 6'2", 210. You know, that's uh, smaller than Derrick Henry, but this guy is just an absolute beast. I'm going to go ahead and throw some of uh, of Dante's highlights on the screen here. Uh, if you guys are watching on YouTube, just to give you a, a little, you know, refresher of what the Ducks have. And the reason that we're talking about Dante Dowdell, even though he was only a 2023 signee, he's already in Oregon. Uh, he's already enrolled and uh, he is ready to just, you know, take everything that he can learn. You know, you see the home run speed there. Um, I think that was one thing that really stood out from his senior season is as he high steps his way into the end zone. He was the bell cow back for Picayune. And, you know, he had, I want to say he had 100 or more yards in almost every game he played. I mean, the guy is just an absolute beast, um, you know, just ripping off long touchdown runs left and right didn't do a whole lot in terms of uh, impacting the game through the, through the air as a pass catcher out of the backfield. I'm sure that's something he's going to want to work on developing when he gets to Oregon, but they didn't necessarily need him to do that. You know, it was very much a one cut and run type of a deal for Dante Dowdell. So I'm kind of curious to see what the next step in is in his evolution as a back, you know, what other tool, what other skills can he add to his toolbox? He has the raw power, I mean, just think of how this guy is going to take off once he gets in the weight room with Wilson Love and the rest of that strength and conditioning staff. Um, you know, Jordan James was able to burn his red shirt. I want to say he played in nine of 13 games as a true freshman. And Dante Dowdell has to be a prime candidate to play at least four of those games uh, to maybe possibly keep his red shirt. I know he wants to uh, win a Heisman Trophy when he's, uh, when he's at Oregon. If you guys want to learn more about Dante Dowdell, you can check out our signee spotlight series on ducksdigest.com. Or if you want to hear from Dante, you can listen to uh, the episode that I brought him on. I don't, I think I had switched it over from Ducks Digest podcast to Ducks Dish podcast. But either way, if you look on my YouTube channel or uh, on the podcast feed, you should be able to find my podcast with Dante, one of Oregon's two running back signees in the 2023 recruiting class. Um, this is a guy that is, you know, as good of a running back as we'll find anywhere in the country and, uh, big schools came calling late, but, uh, Oregon was able to get in early. Uh, Lachlan identified him as a priority 
and um, you know, really, really huge recruiting win to go into the SIP as they call it down there and uh, just get an absolute stud of a running back. Uh, so now we're going to move on and talk about our last running back in this spring preview. And that is Jaden Lamar out of the state of Washington, Lake Stevens high school. He was a four-star back in the 2023 recruiting class. Um, if you guys know the story with him, uh, he flipped from Notre Dame. He was a longtime Notre Dame commit that flipped to Oregon during the early signing period. Um, you know, Oregon was definitely going after some pretty big backs in this class. Um, you know, Richard Young from Florida was a guy that was very closely linked with Oregon. Jeremiah Love out of St. Louis. Christian Brothers was another guy that they were going after. Uh, but Jaden Lamar is uh, the other back that they ended up landing in this 2023 recruiting class. He's a stud. Uh, he set all kinds of records at Lake Stevens. He finished with more than 4,000 career rushing yards uh, at Lake Stevens. Carlos Lachlan was on scene to watch him win a state title, the first ever state title in Lake Stevens program history. And Jaden Lamar played an absolutely huge role in that. You see that he has a strong lower body, uh, definitely some really good burst and a short area quickness, which is something that you want in your running back. Uh, he's got some wiggle to his game. So he's able to break some tackles and, you know, has good body control to, to, you know, bend and, and hurdle at times and just get in the end zone. You see the, the quick little shift left there and then just swerve, uh, swerving all around the the traffic there in, in that game he can also block a little bit as you'll see here and uh, i want to say he had about 300 receiving yards as well as a senior so doing a little bit of everything for lake stevens um definitely a really really good addition for oregon here in the 2023 recruiting class he was a guy that lachlan kept in touch with after he came over uh the the previous oregon staff recruited Jaden lamar pretty heavily and that interest was maintained by this new Oregon staff. So always exciting when you get a top guy from the Northwest to come to Oregon. But Jaden Lamar is another guy that I think is going to be a fantastic addition to this room. Just kind of an overlying, you know, storyline here with this running back room. It's the same deal at Oregon. You know, a lot of mouths to feed. Only so many guys can, uh, oh, there's only so many carries to go around in that running back room. So watching how this staff manages that and those develop the developments of these guys is going to be really interesting. You know, you're able to get three guys, you know, pretty good roles last year. Is that going to be the same case this year? How do Jalen Lamar and Dante Dowdell uh, factor into the mix at running back? I think that uh, they have the ability to, to be impact guys, but the, the path isn't necessarily easy because you have so much returning production and experience with some of those other guys like Bucky Irving and Noah Whittington, but either way, they're going to be difference makers probably at some point during their Oregon careers. And the ducks are stacked at running back. Absolutely stacked. That's the big takeaway. If you take away one thing from this podcast is that Oregon is stacked at running back. I think that you'd be hard pressed to find another school in the pac 12 that has the kind of depth that Oregon does. You know, Charbonnet is gone at UCLA. Um, I know that USC added Marshawn Lloyd. I want to say they also have Relique Brown, who's an absolute beast. Um, so, you know, Utah had a pretty good group of running backs, but I think that Oregon is definitely in a league of their own in the, in the Pac-12. And then, you know, then you have to look nationally to see, you know, the, the Ohio States, the Alabamas, the Georgias, they're all loaded. But um, I just feel like from top to bottom, Oregon's, all of Oregon's guys are super effective uh, and they all kind of have things that make them special. But I think that Oregon is is definitely in the mix of, you know, top five running back rooms in the country and I think that they have the tops in the Pac-12 for sure. But 
That'll do it for us on this episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Friendly reminder, lock in with me on all social media platforms. I'm at mtaurus on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure to drop me a follow there and then subscribe to my YouTube channel at Oregon Football Max Taurus and share the Ducks Dish Podcast with your friends, with your family, with other Duck fans. That'll do it for us. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast.